0: Nobody Told Me, the 98FM Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. 98. Hello, welcome to another week of Nobody Told Me. It's Serena and Lauren here with us. With us, That sort of shows you the type of week we're having, We were Lauren. just
1: about to say, we were about to start ranting at each other and then we were like, you know, save it for air. So just press you, record. You rant first.
0: <laughs> I was just saying, um, this week I'm feeling great because the hubby is back um, and he's there to help look after the kids. I'm just feeling really frazzled and I don't know, for anyone who hasn't listened to last week's episode, um, he was away travelling with work for 12 days and wow, when he got back, it was just like, "Whoa, I've got another pair of hands. But I think I'm frazzled because it's taken me a while to realise that he's there. So I'm still trying to do everything and he's going, hi, I'm here, I can do that.
1: Do you think as well, when by the time he gets home, you've kind of... mental list a mile long of things to do. And now that you might have a bit of time to do some of them, you don't know where to start.
0: Yeah, I think it's a bit of that. And and I got to go to London yesterday. (laughs) It was, I laughed because I complained the previous week because I didn't get to go. And I was so thrilled to get on that plane and be able to do my job. And it was so lovely to just be able to switch off from everything. Like the minute I woke up I said to him, look I'll help you, I'll, I'll get the lunches together, I'll get uniforms. He's like stop, I am here He's I will do all of that. so
1: excited to be able to do that though. Yeah,
0: and help and stuff so it was really nice from 6 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. I yeah. didn't think of anyone but myself. Oh, it's so it
1: nice. It was an amazing feeling. So nice, love yeah. it. How are you doing? I'm frazzled. Why yeah. are you frazzled? Well I talk about this every week, I feel like every time we record I have a Tale to tell oh, about like my commute in and the dance with the devil that I do driving into town from Bray with the baby in the back of the car. For anyone who doesn't know, how long is that commute? Like, it depends because, um, sorry, it depends because I came in the N11 today and it was like the universe was with me. I hit every green light. B- basically, my the what I the situation I find myself in every week is. Well, I feed him just before we leave. Like some days I leave myself loads of time. Today was not one of those days, as you can tell. And he was asleep when I was leaving. And I don't wake him when he's asleep. So I was like, just get in the car, drive for town. I've voice messaged you to say if I have to pull in, I've got to pull in. So oh, I, and I didn't get back to you. I come two ways. Either come straight in the N11, which I think is best. Yeah. Even though there's more traffic lights. Or I can come in the m 50 take a turn at the Beacon and come in via the GOAT and Ranla. I don't think that's any quicker. I don't mind going home that way, but i yes, this I just feel like I I do this every week. But it actually is what I call a dance with the devil because it's if he hasn't fed, it's a, where at what point of this drive is he going to commute? So you're looking. It's a good half an hour door. It is half an hour door to store. An yep. And by the time I park, so anyway, we got to Leeson Street Bridge. He woke up. He's been asleep for ages. So he was. I knew he was going to be starving, and at that point we're in traffic. Anyway, nothing new to last week. Only got to the car park. I was parking Jury Street car park because it's right beside us here in Marconi House, and it was like the universe was with me. There was a sign that said "univer" or "universe" car park full. I I'm always like, ignore those. Yeah, because cars coming yeah. out went in, and also it's a really tight car park. If anyone knows, now there is the the cleaners that yeah. w- if you park with them, they clean your car and they park it for you. I was really tempted just to do that because there is only a certain parking spaces that you can get in and out with yeah. a buggy which I've learnt I know and uh, but this van as I drove past I could see the driver getting in a massive space and I was like are you are are you coming out and he was like yeah thumbs up I was like oh my god so that's why we're here and this baby has just fed and the world is right again and do you feel okay because
0: it is it's so funny because the funny thing is if you had told yourself pre-baby being here that this is something that would stress you you'd go I don't understand why I'd be so stressed but it is because it is like A ticking time bomb, and it's like, is he going to go off? And if he does start crying on the N11, where do I pull over? Where
1: do I feed him? And this is the thing I know he's not going to starve, he's a really well fed baby, like it's fine, but it is the stress. And I spoke about this a few weeks ago of a crying baby in the back of the car. There's nothing like it. Like, you just... There is nothing like it. And, like, from Leeson Street Bridge to here, I was like, I'm a terrible mum. I didn't organise myself well enough. And now this baby is crying because I want to go in and record my fucking podcast. And I'm so selfish for wanting to do that and prioritising that over his feeding time. Like, he doesn't look that stressed. He's fine now, you know, five minutes later. But it just really reminds me of our conversation last week and just how much we stress ourselves out when things don't go according to plan and I tried to remind myself of that when he was crying I was like in 10 minutes this will all be over and you spoke about this last week about talking yourself down this is gonna and you're gonna get to feed him and he's gonna be fine but like we said last week it is just so much harder to talk yourself down when it's a stressful moment so
0: I thought I'd let you just finish all of that (sighs) but now I'm gonna jump in to say You are not a terrible mum. I
1: know. You are
0: not selfish. I know. You are just trying to juggle the everyday things that are going on in life and it is really tough sometimes and I think we don't share that often enough and... I could
1: have come in here and been like, everything's great. No, everything is not great. Like, you know, um, but look, they are small things thankfully you know like. but
0: again and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago as well they are small things but at the end of the day sometimes those small things can have the biggest impact yeah. and that can be the thing that just triggers you tips yeah. yeah and so i think we need to pay as much attention to the small things as we do to the big things yeah because yeah. enough of those small things and they're not small anymore
1: no no so true so true well look um to move it on we did talk a bit at the end of last week's episode about Amy Schumer slash Beyonce and I had said I was talking about the Beyonce homecoming thing Yeah I actually wasn't I heard them on Mother of Pod talking about it so better shout them out (laughs) I love Mother of Pod it's one of my favourite podcasts and Jen and Sophie were talking about Beyonce on that and that was where I kind of felt yeah I, I I think it was Jen was saying I felt uncomfortable watching that but having gone back and thought about it more. And like, I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's like me wanting to do the podcast. She wanted to do the homecoming tour.
0: Because yeah. I did, after we spoke about that, I went, I'm going back and I'm watching this. I'm going back to see what Lauren was talking about. And I watched it and I have to admit, I didn't feel bad for her. I actually felt, I did feel a bit, oh my God, there's a lot going on for you. But I was so happy that she was able to make it work for her. Do you you think she
1: did make it work though? Like there's some pretty stressful moments. Oh there's a
0: lot of stressful moments and she needed her village to help make it work and I think you know when everyone says oh um, there's there's a saying going around that I'm going to get wrong because my brain is all (laughs) frazzled today but you know um, look what Beyonce does with her uh, her 24 Beyonce hours has 24 hours a yeah. day as well yeah And but Beyonce also has a village around her and I'm not a lot of people put her down for that I'm not putting her down for that go her for having the village but don't be comparing yourself to Beyonce if you don't have that same support network as well I think that's when things start getting dangerous
1: And I think yeah like in hindsight now picking up on that she did have a lot of support on that tour yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd better mention Mother of Pod in case, I don't know, someone's like, actually, that's where you heard it. That was where I heard it. But I love them, my fave.
0: And and do you know what? It gave us a great um, conversation starter. And today what we thought we'd do is we wanted to get a man's perspective on this because there's a lot of talk about, you know, a woman going back to work after having a child and juggling and everything. And can a woman have it all? can a man have it all like they are as much as important in the parenting role as the woman is so we're going to be joined by our very good friend yes
1: mr brian Meyer. come on down nobody told me with lauren and serena so we're very excited he joins us in studio he wanted us to call him deadly (laughs) it's mr brian Meyer from the fix hello sir hello how are you brian you're a dad
2: yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Look at the bags under those eyes. The grey in my in my sideburns You now. definitely
1: have greys you didn't have back in the day. No. Uh, we really wanted to talk to you today because we love having men on Nobody Told Me. <laughs> Do you think Nobody Told Me is a good name, by the way, for a podcast about yep. parenting? Yeah. What did Nobody Tell You when it came to parenting? What was the big surprise? Well, here, let
2: me pull out my uh, gigantic list of things. <laughs> um. No, nobody, people tell you stuff, but it doesn't really register with you until you have a child. That's
0: what my friends say, right? Because when I said we're calling this, nobody told me. Because nobody told me. I mean, we all told you.
1: You just <laughs> refused to listen. But it doesn't make sense. It's like um, you know when you're given instructions. Sometimes you actually just need the YouTube video to watch yeah. someone else mm. doing it. And I think that's a bit how I found it. Is you can read the instructions, but you until you YouTube can actually loss. picture it, and until that child is yeah. presented to you. With, like, shit up the back. You don't really know what to do with it.
2: Um, so what's the crack? You have two little girls. Two now, yeah. A three and a half, one and a half, generally. Wow. Around there, yeah. What's that yeah. like? So um, we have two very active children. Well, <laughs> you're very active. Um, yeah, I suppose so. But this is just, like, this is just, like, no more than five minutes sitting down in one place it's constantly on the go um so with one you know you got to a stage where it was like oh it's nice well let's go to the park let's go out for lunch let's do this and then a second one comes along it's like ah <laughs> uh, have you got the bag have you got have you co- has, is the buggy in the car is this which kid was, do you have i have this one yeah. yeah okay so it's very it's um a little bit more manic with two you know, with one, we were getting to a nice stage. She, she was talking and, you know, you could do more stuff with her. And then you forget you forget all that stuff, the first six, the first nine months that are tough. Um, you what did you all find
0: that. the toughest
2: of the first nine months? Um, mainly just the, um, just, just, kind of just never knowing what your night was going to be like. Mm. Not knowing if it was, yeah. like with our second one now, so... She uh, was great for the first three months, and we thought, "Nailed it. We learned everything with the first <laughs> one. We've got this under wraps, no problem." And then from three months to nine months, we had to sit in an armchair with her every single night because she wouldn't sleep in a cot. So that, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's just it's torture, isn't it, Brian?
2: Yeah. So, like, I, I obviously, I my working hours are better than Caroline's, so I kind of. S- would take the, the the longer portion of the night shift because, like, she'd be going to work the next day.
1: I'm gonna pass my baby outside, right? Okay. So, you continue. I okay. I'll and be back in a second. second
2: and give him to someone.
1: He's good. Then there's a of people out there I want to mind him, though, so it would be deadly. Yeah, right, okay. I'll be back in
0: a second. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you take um, the night. How did you find those? You said you took the, the long end mm. of the night. How did you find those hours? Because I found those really lonely. That was the time where I'd actually go a bit insane.
2: Yeah, I kind of like, you know, some nights I would just be so tired I would pass out, but other nights I kind of would just sit there and watch stuff on on, on the laptop or that, like yeah. in, in the pitch black, in, in dark, and you know any kind of small stir, I'd be like laptop back off, uh, don't wake up again, and like I'd gone through it all with the first one, so it's not like I'm scared of them waking up, but she yeah. was um, yeah, like, like now, now it's hard to recall, it seems so long ago, but I do remember like those six months for both of us, we were just like ships in the night, you know, kind of passings like your night tonight, my night, I'll see you tomorrow morning, I'll see you at four in the morning type thing. You've you know? got
1: to park so much, don't you? Like, you know, your yeah. relationship, your life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like friends, thing, you just have to park it hmm. and just deal with, as you say, night by night, what's going on hmm. with the baby.
2: So that was the thing that I found the hardest because, like you said, I am quite active. I like doing. S- challenges and stuff like that, you know, and, um, I was still kind of trying in my mind to think I can still do this and I would go and I'd be at it for two or three weeks and then I would just have a complete breakdown. I would have like, whether I would get sick or whether I just have some sort of like, you know, just, I need to get away from this, Yeah, you know, yeah. and it took, it took a year really to eventually get to the stage where I was like, oh, I think I can start doing stuff again. Um, same for same for Caroline like she went back to work but even even at that like again I am never there for the evening shift you know when she has to put them both to bed the witching hour we yeah. call it <sighs> so that's terrible. like that's to, like again I'm I'm on air from Monday to Thursday so I am there Friday Saturday Sunday yeah. but mm-hmm. even like Monday to Thursday after working all day collect them from crèche bring them home ah, the the madness that is they're excited to see her and they want to play but it's bedtime and you know, uh,
1: are you guys in uh, like a pretty good routine now? Like, are you yeah. quite strict with? We were bedtime? always very strict with, okay. with
2: routines. Yeah,
1: and do you think it it works?
2: Yeah, ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Okay. There's some nights that just it doesn't. Go to plan. You just go
1: now. Do you know what? Let's go stand. It's the You back never door know what's going. <laughs> like I keep
2: saying, as Caroline, I'm like, you never know what's going on in their brains. Like what they're actually like playing out in their minds. Like whether they're doing some sort of game or adventure in their head, and they just you're not on their wavelength. And some nights you just have to be like, look, like with with Isla now. She's three and a half. You know we can have full blown conversations and everything. It's great now. So it's like, look, I'll come back in an hour, <laughs> and if you're not ready for bed i'm just leaving you and you know yeah, 10 minutes would pass by and she'd be looking for you again you know but uh, yeah no we've always been pretty good with the routines mm-hmm. um right from right from the get-go i think that's what kind of bothered us so much on the second one was that we were following the routine so well and then just three months onwards it just we're like what's going on mm-hmm. what what's happened this? like uh,
0: between three and nine months what what do you think the click was at both ends of the spectrum where She decided not to sleep and then all of a sudden Mm. she decided
2: to sleep. I think I think maybe she was just getting more aware that, you know, of of putting her down in the cot and that she was um like, you know, wanted to be held or wanted a bit of comfort. But then that goes on too long. So we were trying to be strict with it again, but then like you know, at three in the morning when a baby is absolutely wailing their head off. You're the, the last thing you want to do is what it says in a book.
1: Do, uh, do you, know, you know, I had this last night. So I've, I've been saying to Serena, I'm very much like, look, I've just been following his lead all along. And I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm lucky and then I have a really good friend who had a baby like the same week I did. So we've been kind of going through this together. And we're both very much like letting the babies lead the way. And I said to her the other day, do you think in like six months we'll turn around and go, oh my God, we were such idiots. You know, because... People keep saying to me, people who've been through this, who have grown up kids have been like, you you need to start thinking how this is going to roll because you're going to have to start breaking some of these habits. And my attitude up till now is I'll work on breaking habits when I'm confronted with that and I have to do it. And this morning at about five, he started crying. and I just took him into the bed and normally I'm quite good at putting him back into mm. the co-sleeper. But he didn't want to go back into it. And I'm kind of dealing with that a lot at the moment. It's like, I don't want to be put down. I don't want to sleep over there on my own. I want to be with you. And my feeling is, well, that's fine. It's five o'clock in the morning. You can do whatever you want. But I feel like in a few months time, I'm going to be like, that was stupid, Lauren. I
0: think you have to do what works for you. Like for me, I wasn't much of a routine person. I'm still not much of a routine person School forced us to sort of get into a routine where, you know, she can't be going to bed at 10 o'clock at night and stuff like that. But I think you do what works for you because sometimes the routines are great, but sometimes the routines can also do your head in.
1: So I think you're just tormenting you're, yourself. You'll not, know yeah. the time that yeah. is right for you. What do you think,
2: Brian? Even even down to like, you know, again, we, we're pretty good with the naps and everything. You know, we uh, back when she was having a nap every three hours or stuff, we would be like, three hours, uh, an eye rub. She I rubbed her eye, nap straight down and, and she would go down um, and that hinders us a little bit like now when we go out and about you know again they're up at 6 in the morning and I was saying this to someone yesterday we are the f- like we're standing at a door of a cafe or whatever at 8 <laughs> in the morning like yeah. come on guys let us in <laughs> so they, they open the door we're in 10 o'clock back home your dinner 11 bed wow now Island doesn't do a nap anymore so we just give her uh, like quiet time Okay um, But th- I'm telling you They are nonstop stop From the second They get out of bed Until They go to sleep Wow Like we finish the weekend Like, <laughs> like Slumped Flaked Yeah uh, You know like Again I'm lucky I I don't have to come in Until work in the afternoon They go to creche So I, I get a bit of my, uh, Like my time During the day Like Caroline has to go to work During the day So she really doesn't get A huge amount mm-hmm. Um would you try and factor that in as a couple? Like your alone time, but also your time mm.
1: just Brian and Caroline?
2: Yeah, we um, are very lucky that my mum takes the girls a lot for like a Saturday night or... That's brilliant. Now, with Zoe, we were like really... I don't know what it was. I think it was because she was so bad at sleeping or something like that. I don't know. We didn't give her... We didn't let anybody look after her till she was after one years old. So like for a full year, we were, we were with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but now... You know, she's out of much better. She's starting to talk and things like that. It's great. And we're just like, I, I say to mum, Saturday, you take her? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, of course I will. And I'm like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And then we do nothing. <laughs> but isn't that bliss? Yeah. Just choosing to do
0: nothing and not having someone we, on you the whole time.
2: We had, uh, I, 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 I was given this uh, breakaway. Um, from work recently to Foda down in Cork and it was a two night stay away because usually we would if we did go away we would just go away for one night Um, and we we left on a Friday I think it was so they were already in crash. so it was grand we left and I was like, kind of on the road for. We we stopped off in Kildare. We then were like, "Will we have lunch here?" We went around. We had lunch in Kildare. We were driving down again. I was like, "I want a coffee now. Let's go to uh, the Horse and Jockey." And we stopped in there. And I was driving. I was like, "This is this is." I I honestly don't think I've enjoyed a journey as much <laughs> <laughs> in three or four years. Just being able to to stop off and do stuff and not yeah, have the worry of out like of the car. in and out yeah. of the car seats and in All and if you need a buggy and. Um, s- so just something that came into my mind when you did say what clicked. We put Zoe into Gresh at nine months, and straight away she started sleeping. Oh okay. she was exhausted. Exhausted. I think they're just so good at sticking to the routines of making them go sleep yeah. in the cot that she just got used to it. Yeah, within one week she was. We were sorted.
0: Can you believe that you are? a father of three, uh, fa- fa- sorry, father of two, <laughs> not announcing any news you? here, <laughs> not announcing anything, but can you believe you're a father of two? No. And like, are there moments where you go, I've been doing this for three and a half years. Cause I, I tell Lauren, I've been doing this for eight years now, mm. Brian. Mm. I still look around for my mum. I yeah. still, I go, when I'm going, yeah, I'm still going, when am I going to be found out? Do you feel <laughs> like you are a dad or are you faking it still till you make it? Oh,
2: it's completely faking it. <laughs> There's not a huge amount, you know, that you know, it's, uh, making sure they stay alive and fed, and and that is really the primary thing. And then in between is the, uh trying to just have fun with them. And I'm always very conscious of trying to, like Islan is doing. She doesn't even know what she's doing, but she's doing join the dots of letters at the moment, and she loves it. She doesn't know really why she's doing it, but um, even that with her is 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 enjoyable. But I said to Caroline the other week, I just again they were at my mum and dad's, and uh, I kind of was like, oh shit. I have kids. I have to go and get them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd honestly, just kind of. It, it, sometimes I. Yeah. It feels like as if I'm just minding them until someone is gonna. Yeah. Take
1: How them did you get here?
2: Me. Yeah. So-
1: <laughs> No, I was going to ask because I know we—I know you're a long time and I know when you became a dad the very first day ever, I don't know if you heard Nick Kay talk to us mm. about becoming a dad and what that hospital experience was like. Mm. What was it like for you when your eldest was born and that day? Because Serena made the excellent point to Nick when we spoke to him that for a lot of dads or partners, un- until you're actually in the hospital setup, it doesn't really hit you that this baby is coming.
2: I hated every second of it. <laughs> I just the way. Be honest, Brian. The way, <laughs> the way you're kind of just, and and everybody knows this, so surplus to requirement in 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 there. But I think I had kind of in my head. Uh, A vision that, you know, everybody was just going to be kind of, like, you know, around and, like, happy and all this stuff. It wasn't. It was a horrendous experience. Then the nurses and midwives have enough going on not to be there standing, like, kind of having chats with you and making sure you're okay. I was left with Caroline, like, for six, seven hours at a time, really, without... Much uh, kind of help or or care because she wasn't ready for for labour and then she was uh, she found it quite difficult because you know she had her hopscotch thing or whatever they call it in in Hollow Street um, where you move around every twenty minutes and have so she had that she had her bouncy ball she had her music she was going to do the stairs she was going to blah 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 however it didn't go to plan and she had to stay in bed the entire time with one of those things uh, monitoring the baby's heart. And it was killing her because obviously you're in labor and, and, and you're in pain, but they would not would not let her move out of the bed. So she was in it for like six or seven hours and she was like very ill from it and stuff. And I was just looking around for help. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Are you ready to go or any of that stuff? So eventually they came in and said, uh, this. so we went in at seven, eight in the morning and it wasn't until about four in the afternoon that they said, right, we are ready to go into the labor ward, and then we went in there, and like shit hit the fan big time, <laughs> you know, and again, like Caroline was in a bad way, and uh i was I was there trying to comfort her rubber back, uh, gas and air, you want a bit of that, and like the nurses all just like standing in the background, just kind of like I know they've seen it a billion times before, but I have never seen <laughs> this war zone that On was walls, yeah. And eventually they came in and they said, look, uh, you're only, whatever, a couple of centimetres gone. This could go on for another 12 hours. Uh, we don't think it's wise for you to continue with labour. So we're going to give you an emergency C-section. I was kind of like, oh, thank God, it's over. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't like I was fully prepared for yeah. but not for another 12 hours of what we were going through. So then this is then where the part that this was like part B of the whole day. She went up, they said she used to go and get the epidural in her spine. And uh, Dad, you go up and get ready, get your, whatever, your, your um, what do they call them? The scrubs. Scrubs on. So I went upstairs. And I'd say I was white and just walking around. I look about 12 anyway, so it's... Just this guy just walking around, the, is this where the C-section emergencies are? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, dad, just go in there. I went in and there was a, a guy already in the room holding a baby and he looked terrified. And I was kind of looking at him like, I was like, D- did that it's just happen? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was, he was. I couldn't really, I could, now looking back at it, I, I fully know where he was coming from. But I, he was sitting there and uh, then I got called in. The, f- the first thing they said as I was walking in was, okay, so she's uh, current. The, the operation is currently going on. Don't look to the right. And I went, what's to the right? <laughs> uh! <laughs> Saw it full blast in my face and uh, went over to her. Happened like that baby, chest, gone. Then again, they go, Dad, you go back into that room there, which is pretty much like this room. There's no windows or anything in it. Um, really bright. They come in, they go, there's your child. Handed to me, and I'm sitting there, and they left me for about half an hour. No, probably not half an hour, to be fair. felt like felt like it was probably four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> felt
0: and like was, an eternity. Yeah. I was there,
2: like, 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 <gasps> what? And they left me. I was totally on my own, like, no sound or anything. I was really quiet. And uh, then they just came back eventually, said, oh, we're going to have to take her now down to uh, ICU just to monitor. Caroline's gone off to things, blah, blah, blah. See ya and then I was left there and I was like pulling the scrubs off me and I, I kind of was walking through the corridor, and uh, I went I suppose I better call the parents called them went back to the car sat there closed the door and was like
0: where was the baby?
2: they took her to oh, okay. to, to the ICU no yeah they took her off me but I sat in the car and I was like what the fuck just happened? <laughs> And there was a sandwich. I bought a sandwich that morning in the coffee shop while we were waiting. Like it was rotten, and I was just like, stu- like "Stuffing it in my face, just." And <laughs> this is how sad I am. I was like, oh, "It's the time my show will be on. Who's on for me today?" And I turned on, <laughs> turned on the radio to have a listen. To who it was? Then I went back into the hospital. Again, nobody told me like Yay. what was going on. Hey. <laughs> I was walking through the corridors, and a nurse eventually went, Are you okay? And I was like, uh, my wife just had a C-section. Don't know where she is. She's like, oh, let me show you. So she brought me in. Grant was in with Caroline. The baby still wasn't there. Uh, she was fine. She was, like, still out of it, and she was just going, I want a Snickers, and I want a 7-Up. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll go get them for you. Went and got them for her. Came back. She was gone again. I was like, what is going on? Then I was like, where's, where's my wife gone? They're like, oh, she's gone to the ward. Went went down to her and then she had the baby and like she was already like I think the, the midwife is in like kind of showing her how to uh, to feed and I just walked in I was like got your 7 up and your, your Snickers <laughs> and then I sat there this is about 11 o'clock I'd say now 10, 11 at night and I just said to Caroline I was like I have to go home. It's like I can't. <laughs> I'm knackered. I can't. I don't know what's going on. This is too much. It I felt be. so bad because I did. I, I like. She was as terrified as me because, look, we'd never even held a baby. Mm. Like nobody in our family has kids. None of my close friends hadn't had kids. This is like brand new, and you have a life in front of you. you I always
1: say this: like if you adopt a dog. They do a house check. Mm. But they just let you out of a maternity hospital with the baby and yeah. go, see ya. Best it of was luck just with that it. night,
2: like I went home, some of the lads called over, and uh Dara goes, he says, Brian, you're usually the one who wants people to leave. Like you're the one kind of looking at your watch going, <laughs> Yeah, I suppose we should wrap this up now, lads. And he said, We finished a beer and we are like, right, we'll leave you to it, Brian. I was like, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Shook to the core. It was like, it was like World War One. I. I had like some sort of trench so, Whatever nightmare yeah. going on.
0: So what was it like then? You go back to the hospital, you get Caroline, you get your baby, you go home and mm. you go, this is it.
2: This is our life That was now. all okay because I think yeah. we were kind of like, oh, it was all a bit exciting. And, you know, again, with the first one compared to the second one, was is so different because every little move or crack of the floor, you make you're like... <gasps> Don't wake, or you know, it's like, is it time maybe for her to feed now? Is it? What you're what's checking?
1: That? She's breathing. What, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: At night time, you know, I was I was really because Caroline was feeding her, so again, there wasn't a huge amount of help I could give her over overnight. But I would like go up. I would put pillows beside both her arms in the bed. I would set up a TV at the end of the bed. I go, right, you're watching whatever series tonight. It's all there. It's ready to go. Here's food and drink for you, and blah 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 for the baby. And I was like, don't roll over on the baby. <laughs> I just had that as, like, It's a fear, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't. No, absolutely not. And
0: so then um, we've been thinking about this a lot because of Amy Schumer a couple of weeks ago. She went back to work two weeks after the baby was born. She went and did a stand-up gig. When for you did you go back to work and how did you feel going back to work? Me? Yeah.
2: The next day. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah.
0: And how did you feel going back to work and knowing that your wife and your new kids were at home? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I've always said, and to be honest, I've spoken to a few of the guys around here who have the dads. Like, they treat coming in here as, like, their time off. It's not work. It's coming in and just getting away from the madness that is. Like, I always feel kind of some sort of guilt or or that when I would leave Caroline B with the kids. You do feel the guilt? Yeah. I do, yeah.
0: Yeah, why is that?
2: Because I know what it's like to be left... They're looking after them, especially on the first one, and not really knowing what's going on. But, fear, yeah. Um. Well, even more. Well, not not even more, but like in the second one again, it's just totally different. Like I was always saying, like how is she going to put a two-year-old to bed while looking after a, mm. a brand new child? But I was in here and work. I was like, oh well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think as well though when we were discussing this last week and talking about like Serena having to park her plans to go to a junket in London that she really wanted to go to is that we work in a really enjoyable industry. So work is a great thing mm. to go to. It's a pleasure to get to go to movie junkets or come in and present a radio show. So I don't know, I do find it hard to imagine going to a job that I hate mm. and leaving my family behind. Yeah. So I would, that's something I'd really like to hear from people people like if you if you're like I actually don't want to go back to work I don't enjoy that job but I have to do it you know like I know lots of us have to work but when you're coming into a job you love it makes it a little bit easier
2: yeah well like I've never said radio is not a job for me I never got into it for a job I got into it because I enjoyed radio I love music and I always up until up until about 25 I had a second job because I kind of was like, this is too good to be true. But mm-hmm. well, also I made crap money when I worked in that other place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to work another job. So I, did, I I, kind of, you know, never saw radio as an actual living.
0: But have you ever, now that you do have kids, have you ever had to say no to something that you really wanted yeah. to do? Yeah. How do you feel having to say no to that? Do you ever get frustrated at the situation?
2: The odd time now. Yeah, the odd time. I think you, you also know... You enjoy, you enjoy some things more when you can't do them all the time.
1: Yeah, very true.
2: Um, but like, you know, there'll be the, the odd time, like Caroline might have to be doing something. So I'm the one that's there. And, you know, if the, whatever, I just say if the lads are going to something and I just have to say, no, can't do that. But that's few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, I said last week
1: that I feel that's a situation that presents itself sometimes more to women. Mm. Would you agree with that? Like, does Caroline say no I, I, a little bit more?
2: No, I think it depends on maybe again the career stuff, or you know how your partner is too. If uh, if if there if if there's a compromise between the two of you of, of who's going to do this, like I couldn't I couldn't like in my conscious go out every single weekend or do stuff every single week and never kind of consult that with Caroline and say yeah. You know, what, what, what do you want to do?
0: What about see when everything's good? It's great. So like we we say now, we couldn't survive without our craters. The craters are amazing, and everything. When everything's good, it's good for us. When it's hard, is when you sit there and you go, "Okay, kid is sick," mm. and and sometimes you feel guilty doing this because you're supposed to go. Your number one priority is supposed to be the kid, but what you're doing is whose workday is more important right now? Do you have those battles where you go, I've got this, but I've got this, but someone has to take the day
2: off? Well, look, I I can't really miss work because if I'm not here, nobody's on radio. Like, they're very, Michael and Patton, so for all brilliant here, but I could imagine in other places that they're not as accommodating to you at a drop of the hat saying, oh, my my kid is sick and I have nobody to look after. I... There's way worse people in, in, in positions in in the creche that we're in that I don't know how they they survive. Like, they're not working close to crash, They're both working eight to six jobs. And, you know, creche can only do so much. Yeah. But they can't, you know, basically say, oh, can you come and collect your kids? No, I can't. And they'd be like, grand. Yeah. You know, you have to... <clears throat> I think you have to have some sort of... um plan b when those situations come up we went through a really bad period of from january to march well it was actually kind of november to march and like zoe just kept getting these chest infections and then Isn't would get one and then so it was about every two or three weeks they were off for a week and, so what did you do well i were i work. i just came into work later like at four o'clock then my mum and dad might come over and sit in the house um with with uh, whoever was sick and then Caroline would go straight from work up to crash and get the other one and bring logistics. them home.
1: It is. It's just logistics all the time, mm. isn't it? Which I'm not good at. No.
0: and like, It gives me the fear. I can't say you're going to get any better. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I've mastered it yet. But you just, I think you just go along with it, don't you? You just have to be...
2: I think as well, you have to, that is where it comes into it as well, that, that you're not the important one anymore. You know, so... You're thinking from a selfish point of view sometimes as well, like, oh God, now I can't go and do my run tomorrow. And it's like, so what? Yeah. You know, you have to. We spoke
1: about that last week yeah. as well. Is yeah. that, yeah, you just, you have to park your stuff. You know,
2: it, at the time it feels crap, but in a six months time, that never matters. Yeah. I, miss it, missing the odd thing here or there doesn't matter. Like we had to go to uh, Crumlin Children's Hospital with uh, Zoe about two months ago like she was i thankfully nothing came of it but like at the time we were very worried but in my head i was like oh the, the parents who are must be here all the time is so hard yeah because again like at, at one or whatever she was like there's no communicating with her there's no saying what's wrong where do you feel sick what what do you want to do what so for parents who are in that constantly and you know when they're admitted types like like had my fingers crossed all day I was like please don't don't tell us we have to stay here all day so uh you know you kind of have to prioritize things you kind of have to look at things a little bit like less I don't know it like boxed off than than what it is at the time
0: did you think parenthood would be what it is and what do you love about being a dad
2: (laughs) Uh, did, No, it's not what I... No, I didn't know what I thought it would be. It's just like that, the, the times that they get sick and and, and how quickly your batteries drain, mm. you know, because it's not during the day that's hard. It's at night time that's hard. So you're like, you're going, oh, I'll go back to sleep here now. And then, like, it could be 15 minutes, it could be two hours sleep you get, it could be... So those kind of things... And it's hard to catch up on like and I'm now like lashing the immunity pills into me and all sorts because I was getting sick every time they were getting sick, and uh, that's the last thing Caroline wanted was me then like in the bed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Man flu, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Um, so I don't really know what I thought it was. I just I th- I don't think I ever thought of the 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 hard stuff. Mm. I only thought of the oh be great to go to Marley Park and go around on a scooter with her it'd be great to go to those play centres and, and stuff like that, which are horrendous places anyway. <laughs> Again, we're first in, as soon as like two or three kids come in, I'm out. <laughs> and they go mad.
1: What are your favourite things about being a dad?
2: I, just, uh, I love when they're doing something that makes them really happy you know so uh, like even now like last week was the first time we did it um, we all went swimming as a family so I haven't seen Islan swim for a while because Caroline brings her on a Saturday and I look after Zoe and uh <clears throat> so I haven't seen her swim for a while and she was so excited to see me or sh- to show me what she's been doing you know and jumping under the the water and being able to resurface and and things like that and I, I kind of had a bit of a moment in the pool while Caroline was off kind of showing Zoe had to swim and Ism was jumping at me and like again <laughs> we were the first there so there's nobody else in the pool <laughs> uh, and uh I was just like this is this is cool I enjoy this but then, like, cut to forty minutes later when you're trying to get them ready to get out of the swimming pool and they're crying and they're like not cooperating. <laughs> my, you, you go from like the highs to the lows pretty quick.
0: My line is, "It's fun until it's not anymore."
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, so true. Yeah. Yeah. so but true. But it happens like that, you yeah. know. Like, whatever's happening at the moment with the 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 slightly older one, you know, she'd be grand one second and then all of a sudden she'd be like, "I don't want you." <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait till she's 13, Brian. <laughs> I see glimpses of that already because I said it to someone. Um, she came home from crash and I was like, what'd you do today? And she went, uh, nothing. I went, oh, what? <laughs> I said, and then I said to her teacher the next day, I was like, Island said now she did nothing yesterday. And her teacher was like, Island, we had a dance party. It was so-and-so's birthday. We watched this on the TV. We went out the garden. You were going down the slide. And I was just looking at her like, hmm, nothing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, how has that happened already? That Amazing. she's like not willing to tell her dad these but, things.
0: But you wouldn't trade it for anything, would you, Brian? Uh, mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, of course not. I wouldn't, you know. Um, like I said, the, the happy times are, are, you know, amazing.
1: Nobody told me the ninety-eight FM parenting podcast. Last thing, Brian, we uh, wrap up each episode by talking about inappropriate things people have said to us, and we've been getting in some stinkers from listeners, and we've had our own stories as well. Is there anything that comes to mind? Inappropriate things people said to you either when either the girls were born or since you've become a dad. Just like you know, people interfering, just being dickheads in general.
2: Oh, um, I think people love to tell you how that they would be doing a situation. you know, oh, I wouldn't do that. Or I are they having that now at this at this time you know it's like no I don't care what you have to say right now she wants like strangers to do. uh no okay no
0: but let's not name and shame <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we want Brian to be able to go home to his loved ones <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah no people will always have uh, having an opinion on you know when you get those side glances though when you're out and about at, at a table and you're you're trying to manage a situation you're not trying to you're not trying to to not be a parent but people are looking at you like will you just uh, stop your child there from pushing stuff over or from you know it's like she's having a good time I'll keep it to a minimum but like chill out or go sit somewhere else at the
0: same time they're kids right let them be kids and you haven't brought them to an inappropriate place I've never like
2: they've never gone running around restaurants or anything like that the odd time like They might, like the younger one might get a spoon and she might just be banging it for a couple of seconds I wouldn't let that because that would drive me nuts as well but you kind of can't like whatever they see they they want to to try and do an experiment
1: and I'm a firm believer in they have to learn how to behave in restaurants and in public places and the only way they'll learn how to do that is by bringing them and I really like the way you were saying like we go to cafes at 8 o'clock in the morning and get out of there early and a friend of mine does that their kid is you know very active, doesn't want to sit still. So he's like, we go for early birds. Mm. You know, we go to places early because we want him to learn how to socialise, but we understand that might not work at one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon in a busy brunch place. Yeah,
2: no, we we wouldn't necessarily go along when it's like that. We go along early or we go along like later in the afternoon type things. But it's just that like, you know, they make you feel bad for like as if you're not disciplining your kids or something like that you know it's like no just this is good they're being good <laughs> this right is now. a win yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're all here we're sitting at a table like if they want to bang a spoon for, for 20 seconds I'm cool with that yeah. <laughs> Do <you know laughs> don't worry Peppa Pig's coming out on the phone very soon
0: oh all those people judging as soon as the phone comes out it's just like we have peace and quiet <laughs> yeah. when the phone comes here's out here's my oh, thing you know with I the actually,
1: phones I had this chat with a friend same friend both the restaurants I don't mind Peppa Pig on the phone but headphones. Oh you yeah, know we do the headphones.
2: Now let's just do a low, because they will wear headphones, but like I wouldn't have a blair yeah. in those. No, yeah, no. you can
1: have a blair. No. And like, look, I could probably change my mind on that in six months' time. No, but won't. for now I'd I be also don't headphones.
2: let her watch Peppa Pig anymore either. Yeah. Why does
1: she come out with this English accent? <laughs> no, she's a little arsehole, really. <laughs> she is they're like, so mean, mean to Daddy Pig. They're but, yeah. just she's yeah. just
2: mean full stop. I don't see that as a good like at the the cartoons that we do watch now, that I would watch. What would like, you recommend? Um, what are we watching at the moment? So Zoe loves this thing on YouTube called Baby Einstein. Oh it's yes. like thirty yeah. minutes of just kind of like, um, like shapes and noises and farm animals and things like that. She loves that. And what is the thing? Isn't now? I don't. She likes Paw Patrol. And that's
0: a firm favourite in our house yeah, at the moment. PJ, Paul, sure. PJ Masks,
2: uh, but again, she kind of will watch a couple of episodes. There's a new one called True on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, she's into that now. Sometimes
1: you need it. to mix it up just for yourself. because oh, yeah. like, I cannot watch another episode. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing I was saying about Peppa is the accents. Yeah, that like, it, isn't she really posh? She's very
2: yeah, and like Daddy that's
1: pig. Yeah, Daddy Pig. So I yeah. like that's I you know. Well, I was
2: really impressed with Zoe the other day because on on Baby Einstein it comes up and. You know, you wonder how much they're taking in on this, but uh, it kind of comes up and it's like, it goes, field. And she goes, <laughs> And then the next one comes up and it's like, barn. She goes, barn. <laughs> so she is like kind of like, you know, emulating what they're saying or learning from it. It's not yeah. just totally yeah. just like put you down and hypnotize you.
0: Brian Ma, it has been such a joy. I know oh I have podcast. so
2: much more to say. <laughs> Will <you come> back? <laughs> I'm only going. <laughs> Do you know what?
0: Will you come back? Because yes. I think it's yeah. always really interesting to get the ba- dad's perspective, mm. and we also want your perspective. So if you have an inappropriate comment that you want to share with us, or you have any feedback, you can get us on Twitter at ninety eight Nobody Told Me or on Instagram at ninety eight FM Nobody Told Me. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. The
1: sound of the city. Nobody Told Me, the 98FM Parenting Podcast.